Hello, beautiful humans. It is wonderful to be with you in this moment. Today's episode is with my friend, dear friend, Adrian Ellison. She's been on the podcast before, so she's back. And in this episode, this conversation is incredibly unique. We talk about her dream. So we had an experience together that um, evoked a dream that she had. So she takes us through the interpretation of the dream and it's crazy because it's so specific um very detailed dream that she walks us through so that's incredibly fascinating and then from there we go into attracting divine partnership and enhancing intimacy and softening and strengthening through leaning into the masculine and feminine energies and please don't take our word for gospel as we are still learning and embodying these energies for ourselves. and But that's what's cool is you get to hear our experiences as we practice and as we step into it so you can learn from our experiences and apply it to your own life. We are still practicing and embodying these for ourselves. So let this conversation spark something and inspire your own discovery within yourself because you know what is best for you. So listen to your intuition, my friends. All right, y'all, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe and you follow so you never miss an episode. And it would mean the world if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you're on Apple, if you're on iTunes, if you have an iPhone, please make sure you leave a review because when you do, it helps the show get recommended to other people just like you. So if you feel the love, if you get wisdom, and guidance and inspiration, please leave a review because it makes the world a better place. All right, y'all, cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you, I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Yo, we're here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyway, Adrian, how are you? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty much about the way that that statement came out of your mouth. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so why we are here. This is cool. So this was if, not planned. Yeah, this wasn't planned. This was spur of the moment. So most, not everyone, but most people who know me know you and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. We've You've been on the podcast before. But will you tell everyone, well, we had a conversation yesterday that we wanted to, afterwards, I was like, oh man, like that should have been recorded. But then something else happened afterwards. So you just, and I haven't heard what you're about to tell me, yeah, like the experience. So, and that's what's really fun too, is that's a surprise. So just take us to, take us through this journey of what you experienced yesterday. So the entire outline of what today's talk is going to be about <laughs> yeah, because ben is, <laughs> ben is unaware <laughs> is i had a experience with ben last night that was very short um although we all know that time is very relative and so in the moment although the actual time frame of it was short it felt like an eternity to me mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i didn't know this but going to bed uh, the profound impact that it would have on me. And I had some of the craziest dream time last night. And I've always been a really vivid dreamer. Um, I've always had 
vivid pictures, you know, as a kid waking up and not even knowing if I was back in reality. There were even days where I would be late to school or miss school because I would have a hard time Hmm. grounding myself. That's for a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, But last night I had a dream and when I woke up from it, it was so clear to me that I needed to record as much of the dream as I could possibly remember because I knew that it was a deep message from my soul through my psyche to me about what was going on in my life right now that I had been looking for some understanding and some clarity in. And just to give a little backstory about the work that I've done with dreams, I was referred to a book called Inner Work by Robert A. Johnson, which is kind of based in Jungian, Carl Jung, uh, dream theory. And I was referred this by Eric Godsey, who, in my opinion, is the god of dream interpretation for my life. He's also been on the podcast, too. Also been on the podcast, um, always in my life. Uh, He's a pillar of someone who I deeply admire the work that he's doing. I feel a lot of alignment with him, and I feel a lot of safety with him being someone that I can ultimately share my dreams with which is again the interpretation of my soul speaking to me so that's it's a very Mm -hmm. vulnerable thing and I don't think that we really understand dreams because one science has yet to figure out what dreams are where they come from and so and you can't like record them yeah you can't record them you can't go back and see them you know it's kind of like your inner child memories it's like you remember what you think you remember and Mm -hmm. that tends to be more relevant than maybe what actually happened so I had this dream last night and when I woke up I recorded the dream and I was on your phone like on my phone in my voice memo so I just keep my voice memos as like one of the starting apps on my phone in case I have something that's this profound and the thing that happens in my dreams often is there are many layers of a dream and typically as Godzi would teach or as um, you know the book inner works would teach is the layers of your dream kind of amplify so like if you have one first layer of your dream the second layer of your dream will be uh, if you make it through there into the next layer which would be kind of like you taking the call to go deeper you will have a completely different experience, but it will typically show you similar dynamics and energy that you experience in the first layer and then, you know, into the second layer. So this dream that I'm going to share with you guys and the interpretation of it and how it all ties back to the experience that I had with Ben and how one single profound moment of somebody doing something that might be a little uncomfortable, but that could, you know, is, is being organically called of you can impact someone to this degree. So I feel like it's something that I want to share. I love it. So to start my dream, (laughs) the first layer of my dream. And as I, as I share this dream, I'll also interpret little things because one of the most important things to know in a dream is that, and again, this is all based in like Carl Jung's dream interpretation, um, ideas, theory, philosophy. So as I enter my dream, I have been doing a tremendous amount of work in the real world on calling in a partner. I've finally in a place where I've done a lot of healing, not that that matters. You can have a partner no matter what, but I've done the healing that I feel is necessary for me to attract a partner of the energetic spaces and understanding and alignment that I'm looking for. And in doing so, it has brought out a lot of my shadows with the masculine. And so brief backstory I used to chase men that were extremely unavailable Um, I would try to fix them great if they had mommy issues you know that (laughs) fit really well with my unconscious trauma 
patterns. And I have done a lot of healing to shed that part of myself. And I'm now in a place where I can say that what I'm kind of looking for consciously is a man who's already in alignment with a lot of the philosophies. I'm not looking to teach anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm down to be a student and teacher in my relationships, but not someone who brings a lot to the table in one aspect, like, you know, the understanding of healing and trauma and our shadow work and mirror work and how to really show up in that divine masculine and to, to meet my divinity that I've been working on. And so all that to be said in my dream, I'm with this man and I won't say the man's name cause that would be awkward for him. But mm-hmm. again, something else to know in dreams is that everyone that you dream about based in Carl Jung theory is an interpretation and a representation of an energy archetype that already exists within you. So think of these as the many, many egos that you have already met within yourself and have yet to meet. Now this person what they represent because I know them is they represent a man that is doing the work actively in my friend group. I don't have attraction to this person. This is not someone that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I woke up from the stream. I have to reach out to them. This person is just an avatar for, or this is, this person represents the avatar of a man who is showing up in his healing work with a community like mine in my community that I already you know, maybe no, or even if I don't know them, they know a lot of the people that I know We're in the same paths. We have a lot of the same desires for healing and and all that. So this person shows up in my dream and I'm super stoked to be hanging out with him. And, you know, there's a lot of ambiance in the dream. Like I'm walking down this beautiful kind of like elegant shopping center with Christmas lights and we're headed to this spa and it's really fun. And um, I'm like, you know, two of my friends, are staying with me, but they left today. And so you could come and put your stuff in my room if you want. And that way we can all go hang out. If you don't have a place to stay, none of that information is relevant at this time. Um, I take him back to my room. And when I walk into my you know, hotel room, it's a fucking mess. Like it is, <laughs> there's so much dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I should interpretate that, right? Yeah. Like that there's so much dirty laundry and I'm kind of moving through it. And I'm telling him, I'm like, Hey, so this is like, I don't know what happened. This is crazy. My friends just left. Like some of this stuff is theirs. And I noticed that they left a lot of things. So I go to this little cubby hole that I have and I open it. And weirdly, instead of just being able to access the cubby hole, there's these two filters, like air filters sitting, covering the door as I open it. And I'm like, that's weird. And so I move that out of the way. And then there's more dirty laundry. And what there also is, is a bunch of stuff that one of my friends left. Now there were two friends in my dream. One that... I really, really love and like she's just an expression of love to me all the time. And then another is a friend of mine that I recognize quite a bit of shadow with and I still absolutely love her. But, um, you know, in this dream, she's representing a part of myself that I don't fully accept and that I haven't fully integrated. And she left a lot of her stuff behind and I feel very inconvenienced by it in that moment in the dream. I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't she bring her stuff? And then I'm like, whatever, I'll deal with this later. So we leave and we have to separate because I have dinner plans and the setting of like what I'm doing is kind of like when I'm in my mastermind, I'm, I'm hanging out with a bunch of people. Um, we're going to dinner, there's workshops involved. Um, obviously in a, you know, looking to grow, it's like this whole experience where it's me and a bunch of people that are all looking to learn and grow together, which is very much what my life is. So I separate from this man. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see him again. And dinner is on this huge ship. I'm talking like not quite Titanic, but like a very large yacht. And 
I get on the yacht and I go to my table and I'm sitting at a table with two girls again, one that I really like, one that I could really do without. So they're not the same friends. Not the same friends. Okay. So this is the second layer of my dream now, right? So now I've I've seen that first part of my dream and I'll and I'll interpret the layers of it. But I just feel like the the dream is is good on its own just to dive into. Um and we go, we're on this dinner. I'm at the very peak of the, the ship, right? So right, right as it drops off in the front to go out into the ocean. And everything's gravy until all of a sudden this huge wave washes up. And I have this bag sitting on the ground. And the bag starts to shift away, like, it, you know, getting pulled away by the water. And I'm some guy grabs it for me. He's like, oh, my God, you almost lost your bag. I was like, fuck, thank you so much. I'm glad I didn't. But the, also the other part of me in the dream was like, it's okay if it had washed away. Like, maybe I would have been better off. Mm. So that, that thought slips away. And then the next thing that happens is the dream starts to, in my, in, in my opinion, it starts to get a little dark and I can feel that something good is not happening. And just as I start to feel that, I notice that the fucking ship is sinking in the front. Like no, everybody else is just having dinner. And I'm like, Oh my God, the ship is sinking. It starts Mm. to go deep under the water. So as it goes deep under the water, I'm like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So I get off the boat. Somehow I'm no longer in the middle of the ocean. This is where it goes into the third layer of my dream where I'm running down these stairs. And as I go down the stairs, it begins to get darker and darker. And it is clearly dungeon vibes. Okay. And everybody knows if you go to dungeon vibes in your dream, you are looking at your basement. You are looking at the parts of your trauma that you have hidden very well and very deep and, and, In the times of those dreams, a lot of times early on, you'll get afraid and you'll end up waking up or, you know, the dream will turn again. And for me, the part of my healing that I'm in um, is that I'm ready to face that shit. I am super stoked to find things in my basement. I know what happens when you go into the basement. So here I am walking down these stairs on my way to what I think is a workshop. And as I enter the classroom... It is not a classroom, but it is this almost like very small arena where there's stairs um, on both sides everywhere and people are sitting on those stairs. And now the left side of the room is completely shadowed. I can't see anything. Can't see anybody over there. But as I look to my right, there are several people I recognize, but two very much that I recognize from my childhood. Um, One is a girl named Jade. And one day maybe I'll send this to her. that I was best friends with. Like this girl was like my ride or die in elementary school. She was my absolute best friend. She's the person I experienced a lot of curiosity with. Um, We got into trouble together. We had fun together. She stayed at my house all the time. And then there was one year where some things happened with her family and she left and went to another school. And it was very sudden. I think it was like in fourth or fifth grade. Um, And so I see her and I'm like, oh my God, Jade, what are you doing here? And clearly like I'm excited about this workshop she's like looking at me like what are you doing down here Mm. and then there's another guy named Kevin who is also one of my very first and deepest friends from my childhood uh, that is no longer with us he passed away a couple years ago in a car accident and same thing I'm like oh my god like you guys I haven't seen y'all in so long and I'm I'm starting to get excited and, and you know the the energy of the experience is like they're looking at me like you shouldn't be here and I'm looking at them like what the fuck's going on and then all of a sudden I see uh the middle of this small room arena and there's this huge kind of like metal steel box that immediately when I saw it I thought to myself have you guys ever seen the Saw movies yeah like I thought to myself, this is a part of Saw. It's like where you go in and you're not coming out without like severe sacrifice and most likely Uh. almost everyone dying. 
and there's this big bold muscular beautiful black woman that has her head shaved and she's just like a savage like amazonian savage and she's going into the game and then there's this little girl this little brunette brown-headed dark-skinned girl that looked very similar to me when i was a kid um didn't pick up on that she's also going into the game and as they begin to fight it's clear that like they so can't, the metal box is the game the metal box is the game they're inside mm-hmm. of it and whatever the the amazonian like warrior woman is doing the child is pretty much getting crushed. She's getting smashed by this room is closing in on her. And I feel like I'm inside of that room with her. I can see what's happening, but I'm very much in an observant state. I'm not in a place to like disrupt it or anything like that. I'm just watching. And she's starting to get eaten by these like metal rolls that are like mm-hmm. just taking her over. And pretty much when the game is over, this warrior woman comes up to me and she's like, I know what they're doing. They're having me take out all of the weak ones and that's when the real game begins. And when she says that, this next, this big, very good looking, and what to me I interpret as very safe, big black man, um, comes into the room and he's like a guard, but he's not a guard for that room. Like he looks like he runs that shit. He knows what he's doing. He's, <laughs> he's the man to know. And so I run out to be like, hey, the fuck is going on in here? He's like, whoa, he thinks I'm like, you know, prisoner like them. And he, he stops me and I explain, listen, like, I, I don't belong here. Like, this is, this isn't my thing. I just came down here on accident. Like, let me out. So he lets me out and he takes me, you know, over to this elevator and the elevator he's telling me, he's like, listen, I need to tell you something about this elevator. Mm. When you get in it, it is not going to be like you think. You're going to get in and it's going to take over. And, you know, he's explaining like stuff about the electromagnetics in there and I'm going to not be able to stand. And, you know, the best thing that I can do is really just surrender. So I get into the elevator and it's still a huge big steel box and it starts to take (laughs) me up really quickly. And as it does, I lift off the ground and I'm floating and I have no control over like my body. Um, you know, like zero gravity, zero gravity, like very stimulating. And as I start to come up from the dungeon into like a giant lobby for, you know, like what looks like a really nice hotel or resort, um, I get up there and I also, by the way, I have dreams about like big hotel lobbies and resorts all the time, which is strange, but I get up there and it's daylight now. And as I start to be like, okay, cool. Like I'm out of this. The box starts to shift the elevator that I'm in. And now I'm sideways. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. What's happening? Like, and I'm okay with it. It's kind of adventurous. It's kind of like exciting until the the elevator flips me upside down and there's no roof on the elevator. So Mm. I'm gripping with my feet and my hands. And the truth is I didn't even need to be because the box was holding me like there's zero gravity. So there's no chance Uh. of me falling, but I'm upside down. And for the life of me, I could not surrender. I could not get to a place where I was okay. Because if you let go, you would just be floating. I would just be floating. But but, you're still in the box. And I knew that, but I was like, I don't trust this. I do not feel safe at all. Get me the fuck out of here. And then Mm. I woke up. So that's impressive. You remember that whole thing. I I seldomly remember dreams (laughs) to this extent. That's That's so detailed. So when I woke up this morning, I was very like, this feels important as fuck. (laughs) And knowing like my, again, I have a history with dreams. This isn't the first time this has happened to me where I've had a really profound dream and the interpretation of the dream led me to deeper levels of consciousness and my ability to see what my soul is really calling for me to do. So I call Godzi and he never picks up and he picks up and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, what are you doing? When is your next break? He's like, my break's at 1215. I'm like, can I come over? I have a dream that I really need to share with you. So I come over there, I tell him the whole dream and here's the interpretation. 
So the first layer of my dream is clearly a representation of where I'm at in my healed new version of welcoming in the masculine. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of everything I shared with you guys. Now, the dirty laundry part is also very pretty clear, which is that when I go to bring this person into a level of intimacy, I feel a lot of baggage and a lot of, you know, dirty laundry that's there to do. And not only that, but there's also a part of me that I'm like, this isn't mine. And why did she leave this behind? Which is a representation Mm. of you know, part of the shadow side of me that I'm not willing to own up to how she shows up. And I, I'm, you know, not wanting to have to clean up her mess too. So that's pretty, you know, simple. Now, when I leave the room and I get to the boat, the boat is a representation of my ego. Yeah. It's massive. (laughs) It's impressive. (laughs) And at first glance, it's dope. It's a whole vibe. (laughs) But as I sit down to dinner with these two guests, again, my psyche showing me this representation that I'm here, you know, with this, these two parts of myself, um, the part of my feminine that is the light side that I accept, the part of my yeah. feminine that I do not accept. And when the ship begins, when the wave comes up to try to wash the bag away, I, you know, that, that bag represents baggage that I'm, mm-hmm. that ultimately I'm ready to let go of. But there's a part of my psyche, which was the man that was like, hey, Like, you almost lost this. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, the part of my psyche that's not ready for me to let go of that. Um, And so as the wave starts to come, this wave is a representation of the reality and it coming for me and that I cannot run and hide from it anymore. Like, I am in the middle of the fucking ocean, (laughs) which is the ocean of the shadow and the 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 lack of awareness and what is what is i'm calling in as far as healing goes and it starts to wash up onto it so what's great about this dream is that me entering into the dungeon going to a workshop represents that i am ready to go and learn about the next deep layer which is why i was able to enter into this next layer of my dream so i go down to the stairs and i walk into the dungeon thinking that it's a workshop where you know my ego again is going to be fed Mm -hmm. information it's going to be great and instead i find my basement and the basement this dungeon uh, is represented these two characters on my right jade and kevin are representations of the abandonment that i felt in my childhood Mm. and when i got to that part of the dream i felt that abandonment surface a lot and um so that's you know one layer that is showing me you know what that dirty laundry is that lack of being able to truly connect with another person intimately and not feel safe because the fear of them leaving the fear of them leaving the fear of them being taken from me actually Mm. because it's not necessarily that i have fear of abandonment of them leaving it's that you know it will be out of my control yeah and um (laughs) which is worse which is worse right like death or you know uh, uh whatever circumstances would do that and um and then the everyone on the left side that's shadowed that i can't see represents my the unconscious parts of my mind the parts of me that i'm not yet aware of that i are not in the light i can't see them i don't know what they are and you know that whole arena down there is showing me here is your shadow work here is the basement the things that are keeping you from claiming your throne and 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 with with the person that you want to claim it with and you know divine union and all of these things and so the um the part of the game represents so the the warrior woman she represents again so we have the two of my friends at the beginning of the dream yeah. the two girls sitting at the table and now two other women two two one woman 
who's this like Amazonian. She represents kind of the shadow side, but also the side that's in the driver's seat. She's the part of me that will penetrate the world with my masculine energy and always knows what to say and what to do and, you know, knows how to, to handle things. And the little girl represents my inner child mm-hmm. and the warrior part of me on a deep unconscious level believes that she is weak and that the weakness in her must be completely dissolved before the real game of life can begin, which will still be a fight. And that's what you mean by when the warrior woman said like, I'm killing all these small, like yes, whatever those machines were. Yeah. They want me to take out all the weak ones, which was all the children. And then the real game begins. And what Mm. that shows is that my psyche believes that even if I got rid of weakness, I would still have to (laughs) fight for my place. Mm. So it's, it's really deep and really resonant. And, um, I've been doing a lot of work lately on like this hierarchy idea that then this competitiveness that we have in our sister wounds. And, you know, in this game, I'm, I'm watching this happen. And then the, the conscious part of me is like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, excuse me, sir. And this, this man represents another of the masculine, which is the masculine telling me, Hey, like you can go in that elevator, but it is not what you think. And the only way you're going to make it out is to surrender. And what he's really saying is you're going to end up back in that basement. You're going to have to surrender to what your experience was. And it's still a metal box, still a metal box. Um, and what's crazy is the, the upside down portion of that was, you know, me, what, what Godzi explained is a lot of times that means that we're seeing the world from acute, acute perceptive perception. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm upside down and I'm not seeing the world as it is in truth. I'm seeing the world as it is through my ego and the part of me that isn't looking to face that. And so um, the other part that I forgot was when I got in the elevator originally, I looked down and I was holding another bag. And because he told me just to surrender, I dropped the bag. Mm. So there was kind of three different parts in there that was all about like baggage, like dirty laundry baggage that I didn't want to be seen. And then a moment in my dream where I almost let the baggage go, but a part of me rescued the baggage because it wasn't ready to let go. And then the part of me that was like, I have no fucking choice, but to let go. And then still was holding on when I was upside down. Um, and, um, the part of this dream that is so interesting is that the thing that happened right before I went to bed, which typically, you know, what our thoughts are if we're on social media, if we're watching movies, will play a large role into our dreams is that I was laying on the floor feeling a little frustrated last night and (laughs) Ben is staying with me and he comes up to me and he's like, I'm going to go to bed. And we've had a conversation about like physical touch and like, I I like physical touch, like hugs and like things that feel nurturing and as does he. Um, But I'm not always like super open for it, meaning Mm -hmm. that it's not even like I'm, I'm like, no, it's that like my body language isn't super open. And so he comes down and he's like, I'm going to give you a hug. And he hugs me for three minutes. (laughs) And that's what I mean by like three mm-hmm. minutes is not a very long time, but it's a fucking long time <laughs> when you're yeah. in a hug, especially when the entire time of the hug is like me trying to just soften and receive mm-hmm. the hug without my mind creating stories around why I have to give a hug back or give a mm-hmm. better hug or <laughs> why is he hugging me for so long? What does this mean? And like, you know, just all of the things mm. when ultimately it was just an opportunity for me to receive the masculine in like a beautiful safe consensual intimate way and you know then he just went to bed (coughs) 
So that's <clears throat> what I feel stirred up the dream. Um, and I, you know, that's kind of the whole experience that I had. And if you want to just start with that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just starting with it, you know, like, so I love that. That's such a unique way to start a conversation and I absolutely love it. And cause what we were talking, what we have been talking about and what has been brought into my attention through whether it's clients or just love interests or just friends, just uh, like observing people, especially women is the, and it stemmed from you in our last retreat where later you told me about your, would you call it a fear of softening? What would you call it? I don't, I mean, it's definitely a fear if I'm having this much resistance to it, but I think partial conditioning um, of just feeling like, you know, there's so much that could go into this is, you know, my inner child not feeling safe with my father. And so feeling like I had to be kind of in control at all times, Mm -hmm. Um, feeling very disappointed by the way that the masculine has showed up in my life, which... Mm -hmm you know, with your family and your friends and and the toxic masculinity in the world and also just like the trauma, the fucking trauma and the human evolution for us to evolve out of that, those patterns, it takes time. And so this isn't a a shit on the the men that were in my life, but it's Hmm. just, we just didn't have accessibility to that level of content. I mean, we, we do through like the indigenous, right? Like there's language that we just have rejected as a society, but even that we don't have a society that resonates with us as Westerners that helps us to evolve. And that social media has actually changed the game for that. Mm -hmm. Um, which is what I'm a a big part of is a social media movement for like the future of mental health and trauma healing and alternative medicines. And, um, yeah. So softening is something that feels like if I soften who the fuck is going to be here to hold it down. And although, I know in the bottom of my heart and my soul knows that that is not truth and it is not the truth that I choose to live by. It is very much my automatic system that turns on and runs for me when I feel that there is not someone else there to hold the space. Yeah. So it's funny that you're talking about this. So we are recording in this beautiful, like on your, on your deck. Do we call it a deck patio? This is a patio. Patio. But after, I can't remember when I wrote that. I think it was, yeah, it was last night. I went up and literally started writing a note, like, why are women afraid of softening? Mm. And so, and like, you know, I've met a lot of badass, powerful women that, that includes you. Like, they speak their truth. They kill it in business. Like, they get shit done. And this creates a lot of wonderful things. Um, but it also creates, like, exactly what you've talked about is, like, letting go of that control. And I myself has been have been diving into like the masculine and feminine dynamics as as far as I think it's deeper than at least what I have understood it before. Like I'm talking about like the true dance of like like what you're talking about and not just like here's what masculine means. Here's what like feminine means, but no, like actually like in practice. And this was so this is really cool because this was like also an opportunity like a learning lesson for me too of like like a lot of what you're talking about I am also working on the masculine side of it Mm -hmm. of like what you said last night was 
like I don't almost like I don't want the choice of softening or not like I just want someone like a man so powerful and conscious and grounded and all all the things just to like I'm immediately almost like just softened by his presence yeah he takes up that space so Mm -hmm. um intensely Mm -hmm. and it's hard to use language that really yeah fits and describes this because if somebody hears the word intensely and they had a really intense abusive father that's definitely not going to resonate so i'm always careful with just you know prefacing with whatever my language is if it doesn't resonate with you there's another word that you could replace (laughs) that would resonate Mm -hmm. and so this idea that you know, as I am able to hold that space, which is, is, is my right. That's, that's my energy too. It's not, that's not me fulfilling a role anymore at all times. Some of that is just my masculine energy. I hold a lot of space for my, my clients in my community and it's okay for me to step into that masculine role. I don't want to just soften and, and just be soft in everything, but intimately sexually in a partnership Mm -hmm. of co-creation with the person that I want to build other humans with and you know potentially a business i would like to be the soft creative intuitive gentle feminine version Mm. of our duo and that you know for me i don't always want to have to ask my partner like hey i'm like deeply in my masculine after work and i know that makes you feel a little bit inferior because we're both working on our traumas but do you think that you could maybe get that masculine energy up so that I can soften. And (laughs) also I'm working on softening. It's not your responsibility, but damn, would it not be nice (laughs) to Uh just come home and be like, okay, listen, all of that masculine energy that you're exuding, which, you know, is going to be divine because that's what I'm attracting from the the divinity that I am, Mm -hmm. you know, creating and cultivating inside myself. But wouldn't it just be nice for him to be able to hold that space so consistently that when I get home if I'm not soft I'm like oh this is so weird it feels really hard oh okay and then it just like it's a natural softening process like you know think of like science like passive aggressive right and and cause and effect Mm. and so having (laughs) that kind of um that that scientific Whatever, what do you call it when you mix two chemicals together and there's like a little, a little not explosion, but... Like chemical reaction? Yeah, chemical reaction, exactly. Like I, I chemically would like to react in a softer <laughs> way when I'm being poured into a glass with... <laughs> a beaker, a yeah. Bunsen burner. All right. <laughs> I don't know. So, so this is cool. Can we talk about... So our experience together, I think that was a cool moment I know at least I can speak for me and it sounds like for you of being those like that was a chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just an, it was a safe opportunity. You know, if somebody, if a stranger had come and hugged me for three minutes, <laughs> you would get hit. Let me just tell you, cause yes. it's weird. And uh, there's also something that goes on. I feel like in the conscious community and maybe th- this is just like completely a projection for me, but where, because we're, you know, consciously hugging and all of these things, like sometimes people, that I'm not really that close with, but that I know in the conscious community will hug me for way longer than I want to be hugged. And my body language will be very clear and they will be like, nope, just stay right here. And I'm like, (laughs) whoa, that's a no for me. Um, And that's part of consent. Like just Mm -hmm. because you give nice hugs doesn't mean that I want to receive your nice hug. And that is my absolute right to do Mm -hmm. that. And if you get offended by me not wanting to receive your nice hug, because you're like, dude, it's nice. Like there's an agenda. Like. Gifts, Mm. like true gifts of like 
I just want to show up and be a safe place for you. And if you can't receive me as a safe place, I don't stop being a safe place for you. If you stop mm. being a safe place for me when I can't receive you, you're not a safe place. I like that. That's good. Yeah. So it was, you know, for me, the experience was you and I've had conversations about physical touch in a non-sexual way. Mm -hmm. um, and just we spend time together and you know, we're both single, so we don't, we're not getting that regular attention from like a partner. And so when we're together, you know, being in masculine feminine dynamics, yep. like I'm, I'm practicing softening with my friends. That's the, the place for me to practice. I'm not just going to wait for that person to come in with his conscious big dick energy and then be like, <laughs> oh, okay, I want to be actively in the practice yes. of being the partner that I am. I'm not waiting for anybody to be who I'm going to be. Like I'm going to be who I'm stepping into being and then the universe will yes. give me my equal in that way. As they say, you attract what you are, not what you want. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, in that moment when you hugged me, there were layers to it, kind of like the dream. Mm. And um, at first I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, this is really long. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, this is really long. Like, <laughs> this is really nice. But also like, man, my body is really tight. And, mm. and I, and you know, what's something that I think about is if I soften, will they let go? Will they think that I don't uh. want to hug them? And so then will they stop hugging? Cause you know, like just the subtlest movement, it's like, yeah. I have to stay so tightly connected to you. Like, no, I want this hug. I want this hug so much <laughs> that I'm not going to move. And that was, those were the thoughts that were coming up last night was like, mm. I wanted just to soften and just to like really lay there and just That's like cool. receive it. Cause it felt so good. But I was afraid that if I did that, that I don't know, maybe you would take that as rejection. And mm -hmm. I feel that I do that a lot where I'm so afraid to reject someone that a lot of times I'll either let them stay too long mm. or I can't ever be in a state of receiving because I feel like the only way for me to receive what they're giving me is to be giving in return. Yes. So that is the practice of the feminine is to fully soften and, you know, receive. And, you know, one of the practices that is helpful is if you're, if you're like, oh fuck, that sounds terrifying is want to strengthen your inner masculine because you know in a moment where you're softening and say a person cannot receive you can you hold that space for yourself mm. and if you can't you're probably not going to attract other people that can either so that's it's constantly going to be a reflection of you and you know how you don't hold space for yourself um and last night you know it was just i got to sink into layers of it and i did get to soften but there was never a moment where i fully softened where i was just like in the bliss of time isn't real you know that's mm. like the feminine is like it's just like pleasure and like you know ecstasy and allowing it to just continue and um and it be fluid and a dance and you're not having to think about when it's going to end or what's like that's that's what the masculine is doing you know it's like the masculine is constantly aware of death and the feminine is <laughs> is always reminding the masculine of all the intricacies yeah. in between the spaces between life and death between duality and um it was just beautiful for it felt like an initiation you know like yeah. you you hugging me and you're so intuitive too like you're i feel like since the day i met you 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 fit into my grooves and intuitively are showing up in ways that i sometimes don't even realize in the beginning and then i realize on the back end um and that was what that experience was last night for me that's dope like this is man yeah i'm really happy we're recording this because it's just <laughs> something so simple right Mm-hmm. But so honestly though, like we so many people would be afraid to 
give the hug or even stay in the hug Mm -hmm. like on either of our parts Mm -hmm. that's just so interesting like and i love how even that was medicine like of course yeah hug is medicine but the length of the hug and you said the layers of it of like this is too long or should i let go should i hold tighter Mm -hmm. leaning in is so interesting Mm -hmm. yeah because it took two people Mm -hmm. that were both committed Mm. to leaning into the discomfort like yes you would not have hugged me for three minutes (laughs) without being like i'm gonna lean in a little longer like you were Mm -hmm. literally physically leaning in Mm -hmm. and i was energetically leaning in and out and in and out (laughs) but that's the feminine again like the wavering the the sometimes like indecisiveness that that comes with that feminine energy that yes like it is our responsibility to to heal that and to to know and be able to discern when we are in that indecisive energy but the true divine masculine just stays it's yeah. just there for and the wavering which is so interesting like i literally felt that mm-hmm. which i think like i was gonna try and recap my experience but that's like, literally what it was mm-hmm. and i couldn't i guess i couldn't interpret it so this is yeah really beneficial for me of like i knew you were like leaning in and, and like breathing but yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's like feeling you go in and out, but me just just keep on breathing and just like staying and holding and leaning in. Yeah, at one point we were like breathing together and mm-hmm. it was like, ooh, this is nice. And then our breaths got off. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, our breaths are off. Is he, like, can I, am I just not, you know, I'm like so in my head about, <laughs> it's just it. the amount of medicine and language and healing and energy that can be moved in three minutes in a hug when both people are committed it's it's really unreal and that's another thing that i've been really working on is like commitment like Mm. not commitment in the you know traditional monogamous term where it's like i commit to one person for the rest of my life and i don't even really know what that means because we've never defined it it's like i'm there are people in my inner circle that i'm committed to doing the work with them Mm -hmm. and no matter how sticky or uncomfortable it gets my commitment is not to that any single given moment because sometimes that might fault you know might waver but my commitment is to like going through this journey together and at the end our higher selves can i stand by you and be like wow we really did it in whatever capacity without judgment transcending of all attachment and um, yeah like our experience wasn't perfect it was a literal dance it was it literally was Mm -hmm. dance hug (laughs) <laughs> dance hug and it was a cool song playing because mm. for you don't i mean most of you like if you could see adrian's living room just lights vibes candles a red light and just music like vibe and music every night every night it's a whole vibe for me and that's a lot mm. of what makes me feel safe that's that's part of my masculine you know, creating a container for my expression and my sexuality and my sensuality and my softening. And that's something that I've been working on since day one of moving into this house. And this part of this house was how my masculine is showing up with consistency for the part of me that is really looking to express my, my feminine divinity. So as we, yeah, I think it would be, so as we speak on this, I mean, it's dope because we're speaking literally in real time. Like this happened last night. We're speaking from our own experience, like the fears that are involved in that, letting go, leaning in, all the things. It's like what, 
for the masculine and the feminine, what are, what are just some like quick tips that we can give as far as, so for you, you mentioned like the music, like every night and just literally trying to get into flow, like moving your body, the dancing type of thing. So how, how have you been practicing softening? Cause there's a lot of badass women who are listening to this, mm-hmm. who love to get shit done and they've received a lot of validation from it. And mm-hmm. to be clear, it's what you mentioned earlier. It's not like you're going to be soft all day, every day, no. right? Like that defeats the whole purpose. Like we're not discussing th- these things to create more rules and more boxes and mm-hmm. like to fit into these molds. It's like, no, you're an individual. What's going to work for you? Like what feels good? Yo, soul fam, before we get into the tips so you can soften into the feminine and then you can become present in the masculine, I want to tell you about a new offering that I have. It's called the Fear Breakthrough Experience. So it is a, it's one session and it's set for 75 minutes as we experience your first breakthrough together. So this is different because typically how I work with clients is it's an eight-week program or a mentorship. So usually, you know, you, you set up an intro call and then we decide, do we want to move forward with a mentorship? And that's still an option. That's still there for you if you feel called to that. But so many different people have been asking for, you know, what if I don't need eight weeks? And even there's been so many shifts happening internally with me energetically Um it would take some time to explain, <laughs> but now I'm offering the fear breakthrough experience. It's one session, 75 minutes, and I'm not going to tell you more than that. I just want to let you know that it is there and for you to feel into it. If you feel called to it, if it feels good, if it feels right, then you know what to do. So go to my website. It's feeling-free.com slash coaching. That's feeling dash free.com slash coaching so you can view the options you can get form get more information i just updated my website with more testimonials more information um so yeah so go check out my website the link is also in the show notes it's in the description so you can um, check it out all right y'all let's get back to this convo with adrian because these tips will help you soften into the feminine and become more present in the masculine Let's do it. What feels good to be more fluid, um, less on one end of the spectrum, but more of, you know, being able to actually be everything that you truly are, both masculine and feminine and getting the like sovereign and free will choice for where you actually want to be in that given moment. And if you're unable to soften, you're not in free will. You're not doing you're not you're not encompassing your entire sovereignty and same thing for men if Hmm. you cannot soften as well yeah same thing so the the top suggestion that i would give to to women um i feel like the three things one is to recognize where you are unable to hold consistent space for yourself and that you project onto the masculine whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, like whether you are like, I want someone to do this for me. That's a good one. Or, you know, I don't want anyone to do this for me. Either one of those energies is you projecting the lack that you feel of how you are showing up for yourself. So, you know, for instance, if if you're in a sexual practice with a man and you're an energetic um, blueprint, if you've never taken those like sex blueprint, it's it's really great. I'm an energetic blueprint. And to be honest... I know a vibe way better 
than any man that I've ever been with. And so if I'm an energetic blueprint, meaning that sex for me is mostly energy that I feel, I'm not going to... I'm not going to ask an, another person to do that for me. I'm going to create my own vibe. And maybe, mm. maybe as I continue to do that and show up for myself and I take responsibility for that container that I need, maybe my partner picks up on it and they're like, oh, I know what would make this vibe even vibier. And now all <laughs> of a sudden, like I have met Prince Charming, but I'm not going to wait for somebody. I'm not going to not have sex because I feel resentful yes. and I'm like, you need to create the, the energy. Um, and so that's, that's one of the, the steps is like just really journaling on where you don't show up for yourself consistently. And the best way to think of it is like, you are the earth in all of its glory and all of its rage. You are not only the waterfalls and the rainbows and the butterflies and mm -hmm. the plants that grow, but you are also the dead buried under the surface. You mm -hmm. are the fungus that is eating on the dead. You are the <laughs> jaguar that eats other animals alive. You are the fire that burns itself. Mm. And the masculine energy that you can hold for yourself is the sun. It does not matter what the fuck the planet is doing. The sun never is like, you know what, bitch? That is way too much for me. I'm just going to not show up today. We would die. Mm -hmm. Everybody would die. The whole planet would just cease to exist. And the sun doesn't do that. The sun is not in judgment. There, it's yeah, it's not. It's not sitting there going like, girl, you lit yourself on fire today. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. It just shines. It's just there. And so you can really ask yourself, where are you not showing up as the sun for yourself? Um, the second thing is to practice that softening with even masculine energy that's maybe, you know, maybe is not, cannot meet you. Maybe that masculine energy as you soften, it makes them confused and it's like a whole fuckery, which happens sometimes <laughs> um, where when you are really masculine and then you soften, like people get confused. But yep. also the other thing is like, you know, if you struggle with the maiden archetype, so there's, there's three archetypes in the feminine embodiment, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And a lot of badass women that I know really struggle with the maiden archetype. It's the, the silly, playful, mm -hmm. sensual, um, kind of ditzy archetype that a lot of women who are like really in their boss shit are very triggered by. Uh, and I know that from personal experience. And so leaning into the maiden archetype, Googling and researching the maiden archetype, how do you resonate with it? How can you incorporate it more? How can you practice softening so that when you're, you know, that big dick conscious energy comes <laughs> into your life, it's not the first time that you're trying it, which is real awkward. It's like, you don't wait to, like, if you want to have the best dance with your partner, you don't wait to learn how to dance till they get there. You mm -hmm. begin those lessons. You learn how to dance so well that your partner is just an extension of like how it. you are dancing. And then the third one is just awareness of the language. Like if you're sitting here listening and you're like, I don't like, well, I don't even know where to begin or what that means. Um, go set a timer and hug someone for three minutes. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a man, to be honest. Yeah. Um, anyone can hold masculine space for you. You can, you can even tell someone, Hey, I'm going to hug you for three minutes. And no matter like what my body does or how awkward it gets, would you just hold me for three minutes? And mm. that is that person holding, you know, masculine space for you. Literally. And holding. you, yeah, holding <laughs> and, um, and just sit in there and then we should turn this into honestly, like an exercise or something. A, a thousand percent. This is an exercise. Yeah. Like if you made it, if you already made it all the way through this podcast <laughs> at this point, like go hug someone for three minutes. <laughs> God damn it. And, um, time it and then journal afterwards and mm. you guys are absolutely welcome to reach out to me in dms about your experiences nothing would make me happier than to hear about your three minute hugging story yeah, that would be dope <laughs> yeah 
I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love those tips. Let's give three tips for men. You go and I'll echo or dance with you. All right. So men, as far as <laughs> helping their partner soft, soften. soften. One of the <clears throat> wounds that I see with the men that are in my inner circle that we've talked about and that the men in my inner circle have said, yes, I, I struggle with this is it is very hard to be in the presence of a woman who truly is your equal because she will mm. show you every bit of your darkness. <laughs> she will challenge you to step into your God energy every single day and it will be so uncomfortable and it will make you the type of man that you fantasize about. Yep, and also fear. But <laughs> it is much easier to find a woman who does the woke things Yes. Hashtag she meditates. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, she's already soft and that's great. You know, like I'm not saying to go find a hard woman and make her soft. That's not your job, <laughs> but to truly find your equal. And a, what this looks like is if you were in a relationship with someone where most of your problems are them and you're always helping them fix their stuff, which doesn't leave a lot of room for you to really look at your stuff, you are distracted and you are mm-hmm. caught up thinking that you are the man if she is just constantly stimulating your ego if you're not deep in your own Mm -hmm. inner work because you see her as having more inner work than you and you're always there to rescue (laughs) her you are not in your divinity Mm -hmm. you are in a place where your ego is getting fed and you feel really good about the fact that your partner has more trauma than you and that you are her go-to for all of these things and that she doesn't bring up your darkness and And I'm not saying that relationships are supposed to be all about darkness. Like they're the duality. (laughs) Like if you want to have a divine relationship, you get to experience it all. The light, Mm -hmm. the dark, like the masculine, the feminine, all of it. But even in the light can be triggering for some people, like the fun, like what you just talked about, like the, the maiden part for, you know, the fat, the feminine. I don't think the masculine is like super triggered by the the maiden archetype. (laughs) No, but like, just like. But that's that the is fun. that's still the shadow though. Mm-hmm. The maiden archetype is reflecting a lack in the feminine, and which is why it is triggering to women who struggle with the maiden archetype. So it still is shadow. Um, the light would be the things that you see in your partner that make you feel great about yourself, or that reflect back to you how much growth you've had, or the beauty of your life. And you absolutely want that in your relationship. But you, if you, if you're in a relationship where that's all that you've experienced, um, either you're fucking enlightened and like hit me up. Uh, I got some questions. I'm looking for a coach, <laughs> but if, and a partner and a partner. Um, but yeah, if, if you're, you know, if you know, you know, when you're listening to this, it's like, I've, I've kind of settled and, um, there's no judgment of that. Like I'm Mm-mm. just, we all, have to do yeah, we're, we all have to do that. Um, so that would be my first advice to the masculine. And I'll just echo on that. Like I've seen that I've experienced it. And now I'm, I'm in the space of saying no to that, which is really hard mm-hmm. because those so many of those are presented meaning just like I have the opportunities to pursue those things mm-hmm. which yeah do feed my ego which I am comfortable with which I know how to show up exactly how to do those relationships because I've done those mm-hmm. but now I'm in the space of just yeah like saying no of just like nope this isn't it like this mm-hmm. isn't a hell yes I don't feel like for me the type of person I look for yeah like is that queen who craves to lovingly challenge me and to so i can step into my god and king energy Mm -hmm. like who loves to do that as much as like i do Mm -hmm. yeah she doesn't even have like the craving part is like it's 
it's so deeply in the feminine's yeah like just is. makeup like you, it's not even that i'm like craving <sighs> to make you a better man it's that i am attracting like when i am when i am deep in my embodiment i want presence you know like i that's what i you know as the feminine um second advice for the masculine would be to practice non-sexual intimacy yeah that's a big one with (laughs) the women in your life and to have really open conscious conversations about it if you have never been in a relationship with a woman that was deeply intimate without there being sex you know maybe besides just your mother or you know whatever that looks like you know can you fully acknowledge a woman's beauty and Mm -hmm. her power and her essence without immediately it being like in the sheets let's do it you know Mm -hmm. which a lot of times is what ends up with this like intense connection right out of the gate because it's intense intimacy that we're craving and then but it's only the intense intimacy you're craving you're not craving partnership with this person and so it is hurtful right to have that level of presence in a moment that the feminine is fucking missing so bad in this society and then for you to give it to her in a moment and then it be it feels like it's taken right and it's not again it's just a projection but you can keep yourself out of those loops and and out of having those those dramatic dynamics over and over again but just to be really aware of where you are you know engaging in intimacy can you do that without sex um can you have an open conversation about it can you be honest with a woman and just say like (laughs) i really love the intimacy that we have and at times like I crave an even deeper layer of intimacy, but I also recognize that the intimacy is what brings me here. It doesn't mean that I'm I'm also wanting X, Y, Z and just being really in truth about that. Mm. The third advice. Do you pause for a sec? Yeah. So that's really important. Can you comment on, because that doesn't mean that you don't feel some type of sexual energy or connection while doing that. Yeah, I think the day that comes when we're all like more healed with our sexuality, we will have sexual energy with almost everyone. Right, because you and I last night still had that. Yeah. So will you explain that? I mean, if it feels, it's like a whole, it's like a long topic. (laughs) Because sexual energy is is not about like the act of sex at all. It's um, it's deep, powerful, energetic technology that exists within Mm -hmm. our bodies that is here to honestly be our our deepest essence and to allow us to connect in the way that we truly desire to connect as a society and as individuals so i feel like that's like a like a really in-depth no that was perfect that's how i was looking for and then yeah for me one thing that's actually you told me this yesterday too just side note you said ben you're just I think you're just really curious about learning from people like learning from people mm-hmm. and that stems from even in people I'm dating or loving or whatever is like I'm genuinely curious so for the men who are looking for like actual like well what is something like tactical to do with that like how can I you know like get intimate without sex like just literally show genuine interest curiosity mm-hmm. asking good questions like really that's it like listen Mm -hmm. and like like no agenda which is hard for some men of is this going somewhere Mm -hmm. i hope i kiss her i hope i have sex like Mm -hmm. no just go in there and just like genuinely invest your time to like yeah connect and get intimate 
Yeah, the way that I perceive like a sexual experience is that we have gone to such depths of intimacy, knowing each other both physically, emotionally, and energetically to the point where when we look at each other, we desire more intimacy and sex would be the next level of intimacy after we have gone so deep in other intimacies that there's not a lot of other like levels of intimacy that mm. we could have besides literally putting our bodies together and <laughs> like having yeah. somebody enter my body like is the highest form. So practicing intimacy without sex is only going to enhance your sexual experience. Yes. Boom. All right, the last one is being a being of that duality and recognizing that as above, so below, which means that your ability to be flexible with your own feminine energy and to ask for mm -hmm. others to hold space for you when you need it will translate to you being able to help another person soften. So think of it in your life. If you have a partner who is, you know, really, really masculine, you're always kind of in this like unconscious competition with her. And the truth is, is like you want to be able to show up and like help her have the space to soften and to show up in your like divine, you know, sun energy that's like, hey, I got this. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. like, trust me. Trust me. Like I'm going to give you a massage. I'm just here to like help you relax. You know, that kind of energy that's truly, truly like from a giving place and it's not from an agenda oriented oriented place. You have to practice by when you need to soften and when you need to have that space held for you, even if that's by your woman, being able to truly step into that. And that means that if you're sick or if you're in a space where you're feeling really uncertain, indecisive, you know, rather than going into shame and then projecting toxic masculine energy, you know, back and forth is to just say, hey, like I'm feeling really unstable and I could really use like somebody to hold space for me. Do you have that space? And allowing your partner or the women in your life to assume the divine masculine role if needed in that moment, knowing that we're all, you're, that's not who you are. You don't become that all of a sudden, mm -hmm. but, but your ability to navigate between both of those and to ebb and flow naturally when it's organic, authentically, when your yes. self and your soul is calling for it is going to sh help you show up on both ends of the spectrum to truly honor the vastness of your divinity. That's dope. Way to think of those tips just off the top of your head. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, that's it. like as someone who does this type of thing, like podcasts, put like creates content for a living. It's I can be vulnerable in that way, but it's interesting. Yeah, like asking for help or softening or showing up in my feminine. Like, yes, that is built in me because of how I've been raised and cultivated and all the fun things but like but really like really softening myself like asking for help like that mm -hmm. when it's someone i really care about is different because then it's actually oh now is a weakness mm -hmm. which is a men's fear and worry of like like if they like don't see me cry or don't see me get upset mm -hmm. like that's more of mine is like don't see me get frustrated or bothered um because then that like shatters the perception that I am unfuckable. Yeah. And it just actually adds to the pressure because if you're in the room and neither one of you wants to talk about how the energetics are moving in that room, like the way that I always describe it is like, I'm okay if there's a snake in the room, if we all know where it's at, but if mm. you don't know where some like shadowy energy is 
and all of a sudden it just pops out and gets you it's like no 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 like let's just have an open dialogue about it so if you're in a space where say that you have a partner or you're entering into partnership and you don't know how to even do these things the first step is not to go try it in the bedroom the first step is to yeah. sit down across from each other and mm. for you both to state the space that you're in what your energy feels like what your energy is is really desiring and allowing the other person <clears throat> to the space to step up or to say oh man i'd love to do that for you but i actually don't have space for that i'm trying to soften and guess what you could both soften at the same time <laughs> it's crazy you know, eye gazing, hugging for three minutes, these practices really allow us to get so present in our, our center and in our sovereign voice of like what is coming up for us without the validation and the feeling each other's fields all up in our own fields and really just sit in the space of, hey, this is actually what I'm feeling now that I've stopped being so overly stimulated. And what I can feel in this moment is that I don't feel super safe. And by the way, it's not your partner's job to make you feel safe. But if you're in a co-commitment, your partner hopefully is committed to doing yeah. everything they can to maintain that level of safety while also recognizing that it is your job to like build that, that, that aspect within yourself um, by your own rituals and having your own understanding of your own masculine energy. And that that's mostly, you know, towards the women, but yeah. Yeah. And for the men, it's, or the masculine, it is like that's, it's interesting to think that we really do think it's weakness, but it, it really is strength mm -hmm. to show up like, so as we close, like how, like it really is strength. So I'm curious from you, Adrian, how attractive is it when you see a man soften appro like appropriately or, just express their truth like like open up in this way that we're talking about ask for help you know it's so interesting because when i see a man like deeply soften which happens a lot in a ceremony setting mm -hmm. it, attraction is not the first word that comes up mm. and that's not to like steer you from it it's that stimulates my mother archetype and that stimulates the like feminine kind of energy of just like nurturing right mm. so it, it's not like ooh, like we about to get it on it's not that it's like yeah what can i do to nurture this person and to allow them to feel really safe in their own feminine energy mm -hmm. which is to be a really safe feminine energy as well yeah which is like for me and i'm not sure if other men i know some but like i want that though like i want to be nurtured totally and that's the thing like one of the things that i've had to work on is my desire back you know in high school junior high superseded my 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 me being desired was a higher priority to me than me feeling safe and nurtured and yeah. loved and so i didn't believe that they could exist together because i'd never seen desire exist in the same place as like beautiful unconditional love and nurturing it was always mm -hmm. one or the other right so it was like your parents know you they might not desire you because I was a little shit. So it was like, but you know that they love you, right? And if you're in a relationship with like my, me and my ex, you know, we had a very platonic relationship. We had a sexless relationship for the majority of our time. We both had trauma and, but I knew he fucking loved me. And then I've had all the other partners that deeply desired me. I knew they did not love me. And that is not a representation of the truth of relationships. That is 100% a representation of how I see the world and how I saw the world at that time being reflected back to me. Boom. 
I love that. Any closing? I mean, this was good. Go hug someone for three minutes and then DM me. <laughs> I love it. So what's your Instagram? It's my first and last name at Adrian Ellison and Adrian has no E's in it. So just look at the title of the podcast and go <laughs> search Adrian or she's one of the few people I follow. Yeah. Well, dopeness. Thanks for sharing that dream. Thank you for sharing that dance and experience mm. with me. Thank you for the hug. Because, yeah, who knew? You're so welcome. All right, y'all. You know what to do. Make sure you subscribe on Apple. Follow on Spotify. Please rate and review if you haven't already. Please follow Adrienne on Instagram. Visit her website to check out all the things. Her details are in the show notes. So you can go link up and connect with her. All right. I appreciate you so, so much. It goes beyond words that you get to spend an hour or so with me each week. I feel you. I feel your energy. I see you. I love you. Man, you are a special human for being here. Please feel that. Please feel it. I'm sending waves of love your way. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon.